Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Seth Rogen, Soldier Boy, DMX, Ellen DeGeneres, Norman Lloyd, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Roll it. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC Up on the train and the radio is all I need In the views and celeb news, I let see That's entertainment, who became famous Number one source of pop culture, radio or not We gon' chase it, that's entertainment Save adolescents from the ghetto conversation Gotta make a change in, that's entertainment Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune The bins is nice, the jazz is the better cruise There is no car, I win cause you plan to lose Smooth, just like that. Tammy Jones do it best. Come on, just know that. Been blessed by the Lord once. Wait on that. Blog radio, your speakers better be on max. Real facts, if it's swag, we'll speak on that. Just celebrity news, a new feed, and my melody tune. So, Tammy, you back up me, I back up you. It's entertainment for your head, baby. Just come through, she's on air now. If you are just tuning in, and this is your first time listening to your show, welcome. This is another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will give you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you'd like to know more about the show and you want to uh, make a comment about any of the stories, on today's show, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S Entertain the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto Fourteen. That's S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gives. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny sixty-three degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out, as always, to all my listeners out there here in the United States and abroad. Thank you for once again for hanging out with me and listening to me here uh, every Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning or even Thursday morning, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for always supporting the show. Uh, This week we're going to be talking about, oh, this past Sunday we just celebrated uh, Mother's Day, so I hope everyone celebrated their mothers or anyone that's been a motherly figure to you in your life. I hope you had a great, special day. Uh, Also, uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of shakeups this week in entertainment. We're going to be talking about uh, Seth Rogen. Apparently he is no longer working uh, with his former friend and movie co-star James Franco, because ever since that uh, he's been accused, James Franco been accused of sexual misconduct. He doesn't want to have anything to do with him. He does not want to work with him anymore. I'll tell you the latest. Uh, rapper Soldier Boy is in some serious, serious trouble. He's facing a new lawsuit, uh, claiming he sexually battered a longtime girlfriend and caused her to miscarry a pregnancy. 
Uh, DMX is back in the news. Apparently, Swiss Beast is getting ready to release a posthumous DMX album. That's right. It's supposed to be the first release since his 2012 Undisputed and will feature all new original material. Excited about that. And Ellen Generous is sending herself, um, well, she apparently she's, the daytime talk legend is calling it quits after her show upcoming 19th season in 2022. And, uh, Saying elsewhere star, elsewhere star uh, Norman Lloyd has died. He was 106 years old. He appeared in uh, a couple of Alfred Hitchcock movies. He did uh, Dead Poets Society, The Practice. He passed away in his home in Los Angeles. And uh, everybody is talking about uh, reunited and is feeling real good to fans of Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. This this reunion going around that the former fiancés are hanging out together in uh, Big Sky, Montana. Tell you more about that. And also, it's the end of the road for Juliana Rancic up there. She's saying goodbye to the uh, red carpet. That's right. She is no longer going to be hosting E's red carpet coverage anymore. Wow, a lot of changes. Isn't that crazy? Um, But they did find a new replacement, and I'll tell you who she is. So let's, without further ado, let's get started. Uh, the working relationship between Seth Rogen and James Franco that dates back to Freaks and Geeks appear to be over. That's right. Rogen, who has co-starred with Franco in movies including The Interview, This Is The End, The Disaster Artist, and Pineapple Express, said he doesn't plan to work with his frequent collaborator again after multiple women have accused him of sexual misconduct. The 37-year-old actor told the Sunday Times, and this is what he said, he said, quote, what I can say is that I despise abuse and harassment, and I would never cover or conceal the action of someone doing it or knowingly put someone in a situation where they were around someone like that, unquote. Specifically, Rogan was responding to the allegation of actress Charlene Yee, who accused him of being an enabler on the set of The Disaster Artist. Now, Yee, who played designer uh, Safawa Bright Asar in the Oscar-nominated 2017 movie, said in April that she had tried to quit the film over the allegation against Franco, who starred in and directed the flick, but that they had instead offered her a larger role than minimized the accusations. Now, this is what Yee wrote on Instagram. She said, quote, Seth Rogen was one of the producers on this, on this film, so he definitely knows about the bribe and why I quit, unquote. Yee also referenced a 2014 Saturday Night Live joke in which Rogen laughed off at the time, uh, at the time new revelation that uh, Franco, who was 35 at the time, had uh, propositioned a 17-year-old on Instagram. Now Rogan said he regrets the joke. Five women accused Franco of sexual inappropriate behavior in 2018 while they were students at his acting school, alleging that he tricked them into nude sex scenes, according to the Los Angeles Times. Busy Phillips, Ali Sheedy, and his ex-girlfriend Violet Paley all came forward with their own stories of misconduct as well. 
Rapper Soldier Boy is facing a new lawsuit claiming he sexually battered a longtime girlfriend and caused her to miscarry a pregnancy. The new complaint filed Tuesday in Los Angeles on behalf of a Jane Doe plaintiff claimed the performer started punching his unidentified victim in her face and chest after becoming irate during a conversation in 2019. According to a 12-page lawsuit attained by the Daily News, it states that he punches his punches caused her to fall to the ground where she curled her body in to protect her stomach and use her hands to cover her head. The crank that rapper allegedly continued to kick the victim all over her body, particularly in the stomach. That's what the paperwork states. Soon thereafter, plaintiff suffered, the, the plaintiff, she suffered a miscarriage and had to undergo a dilation and a curtage procedure to remove her uterine, uterine lining. That's what the filing states. The woman's lawyer, Niyama Ramani, president of the West Coast Trial Lawyer, told this is what they told the Daily News. They said, quote, this is a very important case. This was in a very... She was in a very long relationship with uh, Soldier Boy, the woman, and she was pregnant with his baby, and he beat and struck her repeatedly to the point she miscarried. Now, Romani also represents a different Jane Doe who sued Soldier Boy in January with claims that the rapper kicked, punched, threatened, spit at, and sexually assaulted her starting in 2019 amid an intimate relationship. Now, the lawyer said that the two cases are related in that they allegedly show a pattern of behavior. And the lawyer said that if this violence was, she said that this violence was so significant and extreme that they believe it was, it's just a matter of time that Soldier Boy, uh, before he kills one of his victims, so he has to be brought to justice. Attempts to reach a lawyer for Soldier Boy, born DeAndre Cortez Way, was not immediately uh, successful yesterday, and that the 2008 Grammy nominee responded to the January lawsuit in March with a filing stating he expressed denied, especially denied any wrongdoing, and believed that the plaintiff would be unjustly enriched if permitted to recover any damages. He also claimed she waited too long to make her allegations. The rapper grabbed legal headlines in 2019 when he was sentenced to jail for violating his probation in a firearm case by possession ammunition and falsifying proof of community service. He was arrested for the violation after the Ventura County Sheriff conducted a surprise raid on his house and found the ammo. Cordis Wade was prohibited from possessing any guns or ammunition due to his 2014 conviction for carrying a loaded revolver in a car and his subsequent 2017 conviction for possessing a legal mini Draco AR-15 assault rifle found during a probation raid in 2016. And beyond making music, uh, Soldier Boy was also a star on the VH1 reality TV series Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. That's terrible. Uh, he needs some serious anger management because, like the lawyer said, if he doesn't get stopped, the next victim might end up dead. And that's murder right there. So he is really in some serious trouble. A uh, posthumous DMX album 
produced by Swiss B, is to be released at the end of this month. Exodus, DMS first release since 2012, Undisputed, will feature all new original material. Confirming the project released less than two months after the tragic rapper's death on April 9th, Swift B said, quote, that he said, My brother X was one of the most pure and rare souls I ever met. He lived his life dedicated to his family and music. Most of all, he was generous with his giving and loved his fan beyond measure. This album, X couldn't wait for his fans all around the world to hear and show just how much he valued each and every single person that had supported him unconditionally. Unquote. Exodus shares its name with DMX son, Exodus Simmons. It will be made available on May 28th. DMX passed away around a week after he, uh, around a week after he was admitted to White Plains Hospital in New York following a heart attack. It was said that he was in a vegetative vegetative state with lung and brain failure upon his admission and was placed on life support. Right now, we got 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of Bass Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I come on air live. And also, make sure you like us on Facebook. We got a Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash Radio. Uh, if I uh, usually I go and cover the stories that I post on the, the Facebook page as well as stories that I didn't get to, and also make sure you follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S Entertain and the number one. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres is sending herself home. Uh, the daytime talk legend is calling it quits after her show upcoming 19th season in 2022. And she told The Hollywood Reporter today, actually, that the, the, this move, she claimed, is entirely her choice. She told the outlet, uh, quote, when you're a creative person, you constantly need to be challenged. And as great as this show is and as fun as it is, it's just not a challenge anymore, unquote. While the 30-time Emmy winner said that the plans had been in the work for years, it's hard to miss the timing of the news after she was bombarded last summer by allegations of behind-the-scenes bullying, sexual harassment, and mistreatment. Three of the top producers on the Ellen DeGeneres show were fired as part of an internal, internal investigation. The 63-year-old comedian says she's not sure what's next, but it won't be a gap on her resume. DeGeneres maintains an extensive producing portfolio with Warner Brothers that includes The Masked Dancer, Ellen Games of Games, and Ellen Next Great Designer. The Ellen DeGeneres show, which premiered in September 2003, passed its 3,000 episode in April and has launched dozens of viral moments from Christian Bell crying over a sloth to DeGeneres' gleeful desire to scare her guests. In October 2011, DeGeneres invited Sophie Grace and Rosie, eight- and five-year-old girls from England, to appear on a show after seeing them cover Nicki Minaj's Superbase on YouTube. The appearance turned into a segment for the girls, which won them a trophy at the 2012 Teen Choice Awards and earned them red carpet gigs at the Grammys and Billboard Music Awards. 
DeGeneres told the Hollywood Reporter, quote, I worked from nothing to doing stand-up to a, to having this career, and I'm so proud of this show. It's the best thing i ever done in my life, and so I'll miss everything, but in my gut, I know it's time to do something different, unquote. Well, we wish Ellen the best of luck. You know, 19 seasons, wow, you know, Ellen has, it seemed like Ellen's been on TV for the longest, and for the show not to continue on um, after 19th season, it's just going to be funny because who's going to fill that time slot? And Ellen's show was just, um, you know, Ellen, uh, I knew Ellen DeGeneres when she was doing stand-up. And uh, she was just so funny, and she just every time her show just was just hilarious. She was very generous when it came to gifts and and all prizes for the audience. And it's just a shame, you know. It's 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 been a national. Not, I, I guess you can say it's been one of those uh, moments in history, TV history, where. It, it should go down in history as one of the most successful run TV variety show on TV. So we wish Ellen the best of luck. And St. Elsewhere star Norman Lloyd has died. He was 106 years old. The veteran actor, producer, and director who also appeared in Alfred Hitchcock. Saboteur and Charlie Chaplin, Limelight, Dead Poets Society, and The Practice passed away at his home in Los Angeles on May 10th. Lloyd, who was a sole surviving member of Orson Welles' Mercury Theater, made his movie debut as the villain of Hitchcock's 1942 film, Saboteur. He would go on to direct many of Hitchcock's dramas on TV. And back in 2014, Lloyd was honored by the Los Angeles City Council for his 82 years in show business as well for reaching the age of 100. The council proclaimed that November 8th, the veterans actor's birthday, as Norman Lloyd Day. He was best known as Dr. Daniel Oshlander on uh, St. Elsewhere, a role he played for the show entire six-season run in the 1980s. And it's a Benifer reunion. Uh, That's what People Magazine reported. Former fiancé Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were hanging out together around Big Sky, Montana. The star power duo was spotted driving together in Big Sky before they returned to Los Angeles on Saturday on a private jet. Affleck and Lopez also uh, reportedly hung out at the pop star home in Los Angeles late last month. Rodriguez and Lopez said in a statement on the Today Show uh, that they announced April 15th their relationship was over after four years together. Uh, they've been engaged since 2019. And this is what they said, quote, We have realized we are better as friends and look forward to remaining so. We will continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects. We wish the best for each other and one's another children, unquote. The Waiting for Tonight and Let's Get Loud singer has 13-year-old twins from her relationship with fellow singer Mark Anthony. Uh, athlete and actress Jennifer Gardner separated in 2015 and finalized their divorce in 2018. They have three kids together who range in age from 9 to 15. And the Goodwill Hunting actor was also romantically linked to actress Anna Del Armas last year. 
Big Sky is a resort area in the Rocky Mountains where Affleck reportedly has a home. Affleck and Lopez starred together in the comedy film Geely, uh, which released in 2003. And Lopez also appeared in the 2004 comedy drama Jersey Girl, in which Affleck also starred. And um, People Magazine said in April that they are friends, they've always been friends, and they have seen each other through the years. Uh, Affleck and Lopez both appear at the Vax Live, the concert to reunite the world event at the uh, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, which was taped earlier this month before airing last Saturday. Lopez performed at the concert while Affleck made an announcement on stage alongside late-night host Jimmy Kimmel. Mm, we'll see, we'll see. And it's the end of the road for Juliana Rancic on the red carpet. The longtime broadcaster says she would no longer host red carpet coverage at events for E! News as she uh, transitions to a new role with the network parent company, NBC Universal. Rancic wrote in an Instagram announcement over the weekend. She said, quote, to my E! family, thank you for allowing me to make my red carpet dreams come true for the past two decades. It has truly been a highlight of my career and life, unquote. The Italian-born Rancic has been a staple of award season for the past 20 years, regularly speaking with celebrities on the red carpet at events during E! News pre-ceremony broadcasts. She did not specifically say what she will be doing next for NBC Universal, but described her new gig in the Instagram post as a developmental deal that will see her producing and bringing stories to life. And E has found a new name. A big name new host for its red carpet coverage. Orange is the new black star. Laverne Cox says she is so excited and deeply humble to be joining the network red carpet broadcast, which Juliana Rancic has hosted for the past two decades. Cox is best known for her portrayal of Sophia Brissett in the Netflix prison drama series Orange is the New Black and also has appeared in movies such as 2019's Charlie Angels and last year's Oscar-nominated Promising Young Woman. So congratulations to Laverne Cox. Wow. She's filling in for some big shoes. That's right. And uh, Debbie Lovato has signed on to host a new show about UFOs. In the four-part Unidentified with Demi Lovato, the singer and her sister Dallas will attempt to uncover the truth about aliens who may have visited Earth. The siblings will talk to experts, investigate eyewitness encounters and secret government reports, and visit UFO sites. The news of the show, which will first air on streaming site Peacock, won't be a, a big surprise for Demi fans. Uh, late last year, she revealed she has spent time with alien expert Dr. Stephen Greer and witnessed the most incredible, profound sightings both in the sky as well as feet away from her. Lovato will executive produce Unidentified with her manager Scooter Braun, among others. Right now, we have here uh, 25 minutes coming uh, after the hour. Uh, coming up, uh, we're going to be talking about rap superstar Drake, 
he will be feted with the Artist of the Decade honor at the 2021 Billboard Music Awards. And for all you BTS fans, their new single, Butter, is they're going to be performing it at the Billboard Music Awards. And uh, singer Sierra and her husband, Russell Wilson, they are stepping behind the camera after landing a first-look production deal at Amazon Studios. And some of the music's biggest stars are ready to rock in Las Vegas. I'll tell you who they are. And Katy Perry will release her collaborative single with Pokemon. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I ain't really trying to spend no time 
News and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we got 28 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from her featuring Chris Brown in Come Through. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about rap superstar Drake. He's going to be uh, feted with the Artist of the Decade honor at the 2021 Billboard Music Awards. The God Plan hitmaker will follow in the footsteps of previous winners, Eminem and Mariah Carey, when he picks up the accolade on May 23rd after scoring nine number one albums from 2009 to 2019, the most of any artist during the same period. Drake also boosts the most top 10 singles on America's Billboard Hot 100 in the same decade with 33 hits. The winner of the, of the Artist of the Decade is based on Billboard consumption data with Drake triumphing over Taylor Swift, Bruno Mars, Rihanna, and Adele who make up the top five respectively. The title is the latest addition to the hip-hop star Trophy Cabinet. Prior to the Artist of the Decade news, he was already the most recognized musician in Billboard Music Award history with 27 prizes to his name, and he's nominated for a further seven at the upcoming show. Drake joined pop star Pink among the special honorees. She will receive the Icon Award during the Los Angeles ceremony, which will be hosted by Nick Jonas. And it's sweet news for BTS fans. I tell you, the Korean pop superstar group is set to perform its upcoming song, Butter, at the Billboard Music Awards. The moment at the the May 23rd ceremony will mark BTS' debut performance of the song, which will be released as a single two days earlier. Uh, BTS announced in a, a tweet, Yesterday, Tuesday, actually, they said, quote, we can't hold it any longer. Our debut performance of BTS Butter will be at this year's BBMAs, unquote. The seven-member group from Seoul will perform the song remotely. Billboard said to uh, air said to air during the ceremony in Los Angeles, which will kick off at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on NBC. In the past, BTS has given performances for the Grammys, the MTV Video Music Awards, and the 2020 edition of the Billboard Music Award. Butter marks the second English-language single for BTS, following up on last year's catchy chart topper, Dynamite. BTS is nominated for four honors at this year's Billboard Music Awards, including Top Social Artist, which the group has won four years in a row. Fans vote for that award. 
Pink, Drake, and The Weeknd have also been named performers at the ceremony. Singer Sierra and her sportsman husband, Russell Wilson, are stepping behind the camera after landing a first-look production deal at Amazon Studios. The stars will develop film and TV content for the streaming service through their company, Why Not You Production. Amazon Studio head Jennifer Salk, in the meantime, praised the couple as a true powerhouse producing duo, both with extraordinary success in their respectively careers on the field and the stage, their business ventures, and shared dedication to philanthropy, unquote. The new production partnership is Sierra's latest joint professional endeavor with the American football quarterback. They also run the Why Not You Foundation youth charity and last year uh, launched their own line of his and her scent, R&C, the fragrance duo, as well as a fashion brand titled The House of LRNC with the initial standing for Love, Respect, and Care, as well as Love, Russell, and Sierra. Their first designs under the style banner was released via the sustainable uh, streetwear label Human Nature, Human Nation, uh, which benefits their Why Not You Foundation. And some of the music biggest stars are ready to rock Las Vegas. Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, Celine Dion, and Carrie Underwood will each perform short residencies at the new Sin City venue, the theater at Resort World Las Vegas, beginning later this year. And the 5,000-seat theater will open November 5th with a performance by Dion, which will be the first of 10 concerts at the venue for My Heart Will Go On singer that month. The country crooner Underwood will then perform six concerts there from December 1st to December 11th. And pop superstar Perry, an uh, eight-concert run at the theater, kicks off on December 29th and runs through January 15th of next year, while country star Brian will headline six shows from February 11th to February 20th, 2022. Perry and Brian are both judges on the on American Idol. The theater is part of a new 3,500-room resort opening on the Strip in Vegas on June 24th. Wow. I have to get out there. I haven't been to Las Vegas in a while, in a minute, so it's time to get out there. Um, Katy Perry, speaking of Katy Perry, uh, she will release her collaborative single with Pokemon on Friday, this coming Friday, May 14th. The pop star announced plans to partner with Pokemon as part of a star-studded program to mark the 25th anniversary of the popular card and game franchise at the beginning of 2021, revealing Pokemon has been a constant in her life. And now her Pokemon 25, the album, Contribution, Electric, is to be released. The project will also feature a song by J Balvin, and Post Malone, and who previously released his version of Hootie and the Blowfish, Only Want to Be With You for the album. Besides gearing up for the new music, American Idol judge Katie will be performing for healthcare workers and military heroes as part of the Northwell Health Side by Side, a celebration of service event over Memorial Day weekend here in the U.S., the Daisy singer recently met virtually with a couple of Marines as part of the benefit concert. 
and NBC has pulled the plug on the 2022 Golden Globes, addressing the drumbeat for reform of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which selects the winners. The network said Monday it'll sit out airing next year award show. Now, NBC Universal said in a statement, they said, quote, we continue to believe that the, F- the HFPA is committed to meaningful reform. However, change of this magnitude takes time and work and will feel strongly that the HFPA needs time to do it right. As such, NBC will not air the 2022 Golden Globes, assuming that the organization execute on its plan. We are hopeful we will be in position to air the show in January 2023. The decision came hours after Warner Media announced it was joining Netflix and Amazon in cutting ties with the HFPA. The F- the HFPA last week unveiled a slate of changes to increase diversity among its voting members and eliminate conflicts of interest, including admitting 20 new members with a focus on recruiting black votes and boosting membership by 50% over the next year and a half. Time of President and Chief Executive Tina Chen brushed off the proposal as, quote, sorely lacking and hardly transformational and window-dressing platitudes. Instead, these measures ensure that the current membership of the HFPA will remain in the majority and that the next Golden Globe will be decided with the same fundamental problem that has existed for years, unquote. The upheaval comes in the wake of the Golden Globe season marred by a Los Angeles Times investigation that revealed that the organization had no black voters. Thirty voters were also reportedly flown to France for a luxury-filled visit to the set of Emily in Paris, the Netflix comedy that earned a surprise nomination in 2021. In March, more than 100 publicity firms threatened to cut their talent off from the HFPA without transparent, meaningful, meaningful change. NBC typically pays the HFPA a $60 million annual fee for the rights to air the globe, and this is according to Deadline. Wow. Uh, Speaking of the uh, Golden Globes, uh, actor Tom Cruise reportedly has returned his three Golden Globe trophies to protest the lack of diversity in the voting ranks of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Cruz returned the Best Actor trophy he won for Jerry Maguire and Born on the Fourth of July, as well as Best Supporting Actor statue he won for Magnolia. The HFPA has been the subject of outrage and backlash after a Los Angeles Times expose last February revealed the group behind the Golden Globes didn't count a single black person among its 87 voting members. The the, uh, HFPA told the Times it was taking steps to address the stunning lack of inclusion and also address the matter during its live awards show. HFPA President Ali Saar said that the group goal was to make diverse memberships the norm, not an exception. Attempts to reach a spokesperson for Cruz and the uh, HFPA were not immediately successful on Monday, and Cruz wouldn't be the first high-profile Hollywood player to demand more accountability. NBC announced Monday it would not carry next year's Golden Globe show on its network. Meanwhile, Warner Media, Netflix, and Amazon all have said they're stepping back from the Golden Globes until meaningful changes are implemented. 
Wow. Wow. They are not playing. Can you believe it? Not one single black person among is 87 voters members. That is insane. That is really insane. Uh, Right now we have uh, 17 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and when we come back I'll give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
That's the latest from my girl Victoria Monet and F-U-C-K, Friend You Can Keep. Right now we have about uh, 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Jay-Z, Tina Turner, Foo Fighters, The Go-Go, Carole King, and Todd Rugren are among those set to join rock royalty. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced its 2021 class this morning, calling its 36th class the most diverse list of inductees in the history of the organization. Also, they rock uh, uh, Tina Turner, Foo Fighter, and frontman Dave Grohl and King are second-time inductees, having previously been admitted for their work with other artists. Turner was inducted in 1991 for her music with uh, ex-husband Ike Turner, while Grohl was honored in 2014 for his tenure with Nirvana. And in 1990, King received the non-performer Ahmed Erdogan Award for her efforts with former husband and lyricist Jerry Goffin. The 2021 Ahmed Erdogan Award goes to producer Clarence, the black godfather Avant, the Hall of Fame uh, Knowledge LL Cool J, Billy Preston, and Randy Rose with its musical excellent recognition while giving Kraftwerk, uh, Gil Scott Heron, and Charlie Patton the Early Influence Award. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction uh, ceremony will take place on October 30th, 2021 at the Rocket Mortgage Field House in Cleveland, and it will be a simulcast on Sirius XM. It will also air on HBO at a later date, date yet to be announced. And uh, Idris Elba just didn't play a drug dealer on television, according to Dave Chappelle. Uh, During a marathon three-hour-plus interview with podcast superstar Joe Rogan, uh, Chappelle discussed a variety of topics and shared some really known details about his celebrity friends. The Emmy and Grammy-winning Funny Man used Elba as a perfect example of why one should treat service people with kindness because you never know where they'll end up. Yes, Chappelle spilled the beans about the British actor who was once People Magazine's sexiest man alive being a petty pot peddler. Before his breakout role as intelligent thug Stringer Bell on David Simon's seminal HBO series The Wire in 2004, Elba worked the door at the famous New York City Comedy Club. Elba went on to become one of Hollywood's most sought-after stars with film credits, including Ridley Scott's 2007 film American Gangster, the Thor movie franchise, The Mountain Between Us, and the acclaimed crime drama series Luther. In 2015, he received high marks for his leading role in Beasts of No Nation. A Chappelle-lengthy chat fest with Rogan is a primer for his latest professional endeavor. In April, he announced he would take part in launching a new podcast called The Midnight Miracle with co-host Talib Quili and Yasin Bey. Uh, and this is what Dave Chappelle said when he made the announcement about his new podcast. He said, quote, making a podcast isn't the obvious, obvious next move for me, but it's the right one. The Midnight Miracle give you a look into how me and my friends process the world around us, and I think it will change the way listeners think of what a podcast can be. 
And with uh, sketchy impersonation or archival audio clips, guest interviews, and conversation, the salon-style content plays aim to provide a glimpse into a very interesting season in the lives of three hosts and their friends and featured guests from among the country most influential cultural icons. And the plot next. Dickens, Dave Bautista, no stranger to sharp objects, is joining the cast of the least one of Netflix's highly anticipated sequel to Knives Out, the star-studded Oscar-nominated 2019 murder mystery and box office smash. No details for Bautista's new character are available, but the wrestler-turned-leading man has already offered a number of strong performances across genres, likely to be pitched somewhere between the self-seriousness of Spectre uh, his last uh, time on the set with Daniel Craig and his breakthrough as Drax the Destroyer in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the next Knives Out will likely present Bautista with some of the most uh, idiosyncratic material of his career yet. Uh, Netflix announced in March that uh, writer-director uh, Ran Johnson and star Craig would re- reunite for two sequels. Now, both Johnson and Craig are also producing the sequel as part of the $450 million deal. It is unknown if any other cast member from Knives Out will return for either the sequel, and plot details are being kept under wraps. The cast for both sequels is expected to be as a... Um, it's sprawling as the first film, and production for the first untitled sequel is set to begin this summer in Greece. Uh, Bautista is set to appear next in Army of the Dead, also for Netflix, and both Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and Thor Love and Thunder for Marvel Studios. Edward Norton has also joined the cast for the sequel to Knives Out. Uh, that's according to Deadline. Uh, Norton is the second major cast member to be announced in recent days, joining Dave Bautista in starring alongside uh, David Daniel Craig detective Beno Blanc. Uh, Norton is notoriously picky about his films, uh, famously getting replaced as the Incredible Hulk in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because, in his words, he wanted a better script. The details of the second Knives Out script are publicly unknown, though they must have impressed Norton because the first Knives Out script received an Oscar nomination. And several of Broadway's marquee shows will take center stage as soon as The Great White Way reopens. Hamilton, The Lion King, and Wicked will each resume production in New York City on September 14th, which is the day that the state governor, Governor Cuomo, said Broadway shows can return for the first time since the COVID-19 pandemic shut down operations in March of 2020. Cuomo announced plans last week for Broadway shows to reopen at full capacity beginning on September 14th, and many productions have since begun to sell tickets ahead of their late summer or early fall return, and Lion King star L. Steven Taylor expects the feeling to be indescribable once the performances are back. The return of Hamilton will come more than a year after Disney Plus released a film version of the musical about America's founding fathers featuring the original Broadway cast, including creator and star Lin-Manuel Miranda. Disney also announced Thursday that the Broadway production of Aladdin will return on September 28th. 
And Emmy Award-winning actor Donald Glover is sharing some thoughts on why he thinks the entertainment industry has become boring. Glover, the creator and producer of the critical acclaimed FX comedy Atlanta and a a five-time Grammy-winning artist, wrote that after reading in the platform that some people were tired of reviewing boring stuff like TV and film, he decided to join in in the conversation. And he said this. He said, um, quote, we're getting boring stuff and not even experimental mistakes because people are afraid of getting canceled. Now, Glover, who is also known by the stage name of Childish Gambino, wrote in the early hours of Tuesday morning, he said, so they feel like they can only experience with aesthetics, also because some of them know they're not that good, unquote. His remark comes just days after Atlanta co-star Lakeith Stanfield issued a public apology saying that he condemns hate speech and discriminatory views of every kind. Stanfield, who was nominated for an Academy Award in 2021 for his portrayal of William Bill O'Neill, an FBI informant who infiltrates the Black Panther Party in Judas and the Black Messiah, was a moderator in a clubhouse conversation last week where some users shared conspiracy theories about Jewish people, according to the Daily Beast. After the outlet published the story headline, Why is Lakeith Stanfield flirting with anti-Semitism on a clubhouse? The actor shared a sense-deleted Instagram post in which he appeared to respond to the backlash. And this is what he said, quote, They always try to discredit and attack you, photo. Thinking outside the box come with a cause, unquote. It's unclear if Glover was referring to cancel culture or similarly about TV shows not being renewed, as one Twitter user pointed out. Nick Jonas isn't taking his sex symbol status too seriously. As a matter of fact, the pop music heartthrob said he's a little embarrassed by it. In a new interview with GQ Hype, Jonas shared his thought about his music, his marriage to Priyanka Chopra, and how he feels about all the attention surrounding his appearance. He said, I think it's flattering, but attraction is such a nuisance thing. I don't take it too seriously. I just learn to laugh about it, and I think about the fact that my parents are probably reading some of the comments. It's not something I wear as a badge or honor of honor. Uh, I tend to try not to think about it because it would make me feel a little embarrassed, unquote. The 28-year-old former Disney star was also asked by British GQ Digital Edition if his good looks ever impacted his career in a negative way. He said um, that it's he thinks he said that he thinks when the comments are attached to things like appearance and body image, that's when it gets uh, dangerous because no one ever knows what someone is going through or how it affects them personally. And the you know he's one third of the Jonas Brothers, known to be the hard body, who becomes social media fodder in 2019 for having a dad bod, did say that uh, people critically reaction to a celebrity body image can be problematic. Uh, But Jonas understands that it all comes with the territory and that the majority of the people wouldn't be that critical to the subject's face. So, um, yeah, he's saying that it's it's a very sensitive topic, but in some ways you got to live a public life, and therefore parts of your life are going to be talked about, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's fair. 
Um, he also said that it's part of reality. He's hopeful that people would think about whether they would say it at a dinner party if the person was sitting opposite from them. But uh, he guessed that 99.9% of people would say they wouldn't. And meeting the moment has paid big time for Leslie Jordan, the pipe side actor known for his flamboyant TV role in Will and Grace, American Horror Story, and The Cool Kids, is now a New York Times best-selling author with his new book, How Y'all Doing? Misadventures and Mischief from a Life Well Lived. Released by the William Morrow imprint of HarperCollins on April 27, the compact hardcover essay collection has debuted in the number four position on the coveted best-selling hardcover nonfiction book list for this week. And during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown, Jordan became a social media sensation by regularly posting videos where he commensurated about the pandemic life, southern roots, and dish about his career in show business. The self-described hunker downer who asked how you're doing in many of the videos now boasts more than 5.7 million on Instagram, mostly gained over the past year. And when he, uh, a friend told him he had gone viral, uh, while he was quarantined with his mom in Tennessee last year, he informed his friend he was fine and didn't have the coronavirus, having no idea what the terminology meant. So in his first New York Times bestseller, uh, Jordan dishes about working with Jessica Lange, Lady Gaga, and Ryan Murphy on the American Horror Story, the impact Truman Capote had on him during his younger years, and an unexpected phone call from the Hollywood legend Debbie Reynolds after the National Choir published photos of him in women's clothing. Uh, the first-rate um, recounter uh, even offered up a wild story about throwing a sweet tea in a homophobic hoodlum's face during a confrontation at a Starbucks in West Hollywood. So, um, but you know, he's in. He, he, you know, he he said that. Um, you know, and he's only four foot eleven. He's a, he's a short guy, and he's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Tennessee. He's a Tennessee native, but he reflects on how larger than life personality has been just a, a little bit too big for his hometown at times, and he even delved into more weighty weighty topics like the loss of his father at the age of eleven and his battle with substance addiction, drug overdose, hospitalization, and a battle with alcohol. Hepatitis and uh, being wired money when he was starving between jobs. So, um, but you you know you can currently uh, see him in the Fox comedy Call Me Cat, and uh, he's uh, he's also uh, was in the acclaimed historical drama The United States versus Billie Holiday, which netted two Academy Award nominations for Hollywood Breakout Andra Day. Uh, William uh, the uh, the docu-series uh, exploring um, mental health that was co-created by uh, Prince Harry and Oprah Winfrey is set to arrive this month. The project aims to promote conversation and awareness about mental health through stories and discussions guided by Winfrey and Harry. Harry and his wife, Meghan Markle, stepped down from their senior royal duties in the United Kingdom last year and have since moved to Southern California. This marked the first project between Harry and Winfrey since the duel, along with Markle, 
sat down for a highly publicized interview that aired in March. And during that conversation, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex detailed the toll that being British royals in the U.K. took on them as well as the challenges they face there. Uh, Harry has been an advocate for mental health awareness and helped launch the uh, Heads Together Foundation in support of the cause in 2016 with Prince William and Kate Middleton. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.